Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie. How you doing? What's up? Long time no see, Barbara. It's been crazy. All kinds of stuff happening in my world. Welcome to episode 328 of The Groom Pod, recorded on March 6th, 2022 in Tucson, Arizona and Snohomish, Washington. This podcast is brought to you by listener support through Patreon and the donation button on our website and through a kind sponsor's Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groom More, and Stasco. This week on the Groom Pod, we're talking about the stinky problem of yeast. Ew! And Ophitrium. All right, Barbara. A, no- a novel. Oh, I forgot the bad one. <laughs> a novel. <laughs> I'm out novel, of practice. The novel ingredient. <laughs> novel ingredient, not a novel. <laughs> a novel it, ingredient in treating skin issues, right? Yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, what's new this week is brought to you by Groomer Software. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groomer is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. And they have the best customer service. I just really enjoy working with that company. Me too. They just take care of you. That's what I can say. So, Barbara, I have a new puppy. I forget how wonderfully I adore drop coat puppies. They're just lovely lap warmers. They're fantastically fun. And I had a dog that started my journey into behavior and dogs that have a difficult time with the process of grooming. That dog was named Casey. And he came to the vet hospital, gosh, 15 years ago? No, it's been 15, probably almost 20 years ago when I was starting to groom here in the north end of Seattle. And they had had half a groom up the street and they had sent him home. Half a groom. He looked horrible. And the people were just at wit's end because he was an uncomfortably shaped dog. It was hard for him to be groomed and nobody seemed to figure that out. And they just tried to force him through and it didn't work for Casey. So he had become very defensive and worried and just, you know, difficult to manage. And I made my peace with him and he entered me into the world of working with dogs with special needs. And they lost him 15 years ago. And I've kind of kept in touch with them because they're in the neighborhood. And occasionally I text them and see how they're doing. But time marches on with them. And she tried a puppy 
but found out she was allergic to the puppy and they had to place it probably about seven years ago. So I had kind of touched base in into their lives then. Well, a few weeks ago, I got a message that they had made an arrangement to see a loss of puppy. And I was so excited because it's a tricolored puppy and it is strikingly beautiful. The dog just took my breath away. So I get over there and now Jim is 81. So he's an older guy. She is younger. He robbed the cradle with her. So she's like maybe eight years younger than he is. But they haven't had a puppy for a very long time. And Jim is the dog person and he is stealing the puppy away from Diane. And he's doing the feeding and the walking. And of course, this little lap dog, this little lovely lap warmer is now becoming protective of Jim already. Already being protective is like, nope, I don't want to go with you. I'm going to pee on the carpet. I'm not going to go outside for you, mom. I'm going to snap at you. So I get over there and I'm thinking, I get it. I get how these people end up with these dogs because I'm watching the evolution of this happening in their home. So I take her out to the grooming trailer. She's perfect. Easy to handle. Once I explain to her that she needed to hold her head still when I say wait, she waits and I could trim her little adorable little Lhasa Opso nosed face. It has a nose. I forget how much of a nose they have instead of the <laughs> Shih Tzu face. Right. What a lovely right. dog. Nice thick construction. Just delightful. I had so much fun. I took an hour and a half and I played with the dog for 45 minutes. I kid you not. Giving her treats so that the trailer becomes the treat dispenser and she'll always be happy to see me. And then I went in and through the knowledge I'm gaining from my behavior class, which is absolutely amazing and I'm loving every second of it, I gave her an assignment. I said, you are now the caretaker of this dog. You do the feeding and you do the walking, and Jim can visit, but everything this dog needs has to come from you now before we create a Casey. And she went, oh, I could see that. And I said, okay, so you're going to do this? You're committed? And they said, yes. So I'm going to see them in a month, and we'll see how they're doing with the Diane, because Jim is all over this dog, like uh, flies at a picnic. <laughs> I mean, he just, <laughs> he just loves her. I don't think she's set down on the ground at all. And this has got to change now. <laughs> Luckily, it's only 16 weeks old. So it's pretty small. We've got some time to work on it. But, um, oh, so delightful. I'm just so pleased to have them back in my life. Of course, it took me 45 minutes to catch them up on my life and all my stories <laughs> and what I've been doing. And Jim looks at me and he says, boy, you're really living life. And I said, you know it, buddy. 60 seconds for every minute. Check. I'm in there. So it was really fun. <laughs> but the behavior class, now I'm in the second class. So eight more hours of class time and another eight at least of study time. So into the second one, it's actually applying it to the grooming situation and behavior. And she, we've got two assigned books. And I had my first reading assignment. And I got to just tell everybody about this interesting book because it comes from a different focus. It's called Meet your dog. And it's by Kim Brophy, and she's a dog trainer. And she breaks the dogs up into different groups than the AKC does. For instance, she has the gun dogs, and she has the terrier group. 
and she has the toy dogs. But the toy dogs encompass everything. I mean, all of the dogs that once existed to sit on your lap and the psychology behind how they go through life and how you have to live with them. The natural dog, like the the sight hounds, they're all broken up into these different groups of purpose and function, slightly different than the AKC, that have made some of the behaviors I see in some of these dogs much more digestible for me. So I suggest that you don't have to read the whole book, but it's at the library. It was at my library, so I didn't have to buy it. Now I'm kind of wishing I did buy it. I may buy it in the long run, but it's got this one section, the title, Know Your Dog, and it's got it all broken up in there. Really interesting stuff. Comes from a different direction, from the trainer's direction, and uh, really fascinating. Although she is a little anthropomorphic. What the... (laughs) <laughs> anthropomorphic or, yeah anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah there we go god that word anyway her, she actually injects a lot of emotion into the dog which we all know dogs do have emotion but she gets into it in the first few chapters that kind of turned me off a little bit the way she was talking but then i get to this other chapter and it just was like magic it just connected lots of dots for me. So that's been my week. I've just been grooming away, having a good time, enjoying life. I got a horse coming. I can't wait for that. Of course, that's, you know, the shiny object in the corner. Plus, I went camping with the parrot. Camping with the parrot is a blast, Barbara. It was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. But yeah, living 60 seconds of every minute. (laughs) It's my motto. (laughs) Damn, girl. You go. (laughs) So what was your week like? Well, fuck you. (laughs) I can't match that. I know. I I, I washed my hair. (laughs) I'm going to have to say that the the reason that I wash my hair is such a big fucking deal is because I'm without water at my home for a month now. Oh, God. That's awful. And my hair was ready to be washed. (laughs) (laughs) So I, uh, I took it upon myself to wash my hair at my dog grooming tub. Did you use the Hydra Surge? No. Oh, I've done that. Uh, yeah, well, I that's only good I think if you're sitting in the uh sitting in the tub and I wasn't about to get in that tub because the last time I did, I couldn't get out oh, all by myself. Bad. Oh, it was a horrible moment. I I was thinking I was going to have to call for help. Oh no. <laughs> there I was naked in my doggy pants. <laughs> I can just see you calling the neighbor. I know, calling Jim next door in the gun shop. Come over and get me out. <laughs> Naked yeah. in my bathtub at the grooming salon. No, I, I'll never do that again. So, But I was desperate because my hair had become totally straight. My hair is going through some shit. I got to tell you that I was 85% gray and white. Yeah. And now there's all this brown hair coming in. I don't Crazy. know. Crazy. Yeah, I can it, see it. it. It's just, I'm like 30% brown hair. How cool. Just weird. Yeah, it is weird. How does that happen? I, you know, and I mean, I remember it was my hairdresser that told me that I was now 
85% gray. And she told me that before she retired like five years ago. Oh, wow. So how did I regain so much color in my hair? And it's not a color that I recognize from ever in my life. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, it really, it really is. But it, but let me tell you, the good news is that there was at my uh, shop and I had put my punky color pink back in because that was another thing. My pink had faded. My uh, hair had gotten all straight and flat. And I was, I was miserable with my hair. I hate it when you hate your hair. It's just, you know, like, it's just such a bad place to be in. I agree. Washed my hair, leaning over on tiptoes, leaning over my tub at the shop. I didn't bring in a shampoo. I brought in the color, which is a shampoo, but I didn't bring in anything else because I use eye groom products. I had there a bottle of eye groom volume shampoo and the matching eye groom volume conditioner that they had sent me to try. And I've, Yvonne hasn't been using them. So I said, Hey, I'm going to use these things. I think it might be okay for my hair. And you know what? It turned out really, really nice. I mean, getting comments again about my hair. Excellent. Of course, just watching it, it's going to restore the curl or the waviness of my hair. But the uh, texture is improved. The te- I'm, here I am running my fingers. This is an audio show, Barbara. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm running my fingers through my hair because I just can't help but feel it. It feels so nice. Uh, it was like straw. And and my hair is so badly damaged. So I would recommend, on my personal experience, I would recommend eye groom volumizing shampoo and conditioner on coats that are damaged. It does look fabulous. It makes you look yeah. thinner. No, wait, you're thinner. I can see it. Believe me, you can trust me. I haven't really been dieting or anything, but I have been trying to make some better choices and stay out of the uh, fast food lane because I don't want to cook. <laughs> so I think I have lost a few pounds. I, I need to weigh myself and verify that because it would be great. I'm saying you definitely have. (laughs) Okay, well, how about if we take a quick break and then come back with our first segment, which is all about yeast. Oh, goody. Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the Max. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. 
Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Yeast. Ew. We all know what it smells like. We see it often enough. But what is yeast dermatitis? I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Because you can just rest up here because I got a lot of stuff. Okay, lay it on, Susie. <laughs> yeast dermatitis is caused by a fungus called Malazazia pachydermatis. Pachydermatis. And I'm not sure about pronunciation. Pachydermatis. Pachydermatis. Uh, the first one is M-A-L-A-S-S-E-Z-I-A. Malazizia. Thank you. It is present on the skin for everybody. It's present on the skin all the time with the dogs. And it's the abnormal growth of this fungus that causes the dermatitis. Dermatitis being inflammation of the skin. Itis meaning inflammation, derma being skin. So that's what the actual yeast is. But what are the clinical signs of yeast dermatitis? Itching and redness, that stinky, musty odor. I think that odor is stinky sweat socks. How do you describe the odor of yeast? You know, I haven't smelled that much yeast. Oh, okay, you're lucky because we're in the wetness here. Yeah, you see... In that dry, arid Arizona, we don't have much of a yeast problem. And I just, you know, to me, it's I just sort of like burnt popcorn or something like that. It's gross. <laughs> oh, God, I got corn chips. I've heard it described like Fritos. It smells like Fritos. It does smell like Fritos crossed with yeah, moldy Yeah, but I like socks. Fritos and I don't like yeast. I mean, it's kind of like, how do you mean it's like Fritos? It smells you like know, Fritos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, right? Um, so also the skin gets crusty and scaly and flaky and oily uh, and you get elephant skin, which is that thickened skin. When I said it was a... Uh, Pachydermatous, pachydermatous, pachy, isn't that elephant? Pachydermatous. That's the one. Isn't it elephant? Pachyderm, yeah. Pachyderm. So it's right there in the name, right there in the name, elephant skin. And hyperpigmentation. You know, those dogs that have the dark coloring on their belly where they're licking all the time, that scarring that people want you to wash off. Well, it can't wash it off. It's pigmentation or actually hyper or excessive pigmentation that's really common so you have that dark blue gray elephant skin yeah Ugh. Ugh, cocker ears that elephant uh, yeah <laughs> um and you know what i said ears and i didn't even remember that that was my next subject is there's always a connection with chronic ear infections and yeasty skin as well um, how does your dog get it? Well, like I said, it's always on your dog. It's always there and it's always present. Um, and normally yeast is kept under control by your immune system when it's healthy. 
it's not healthy, then yeast and bacteria can take over the environment and grow excessively and becomes a problem. Uh, and it's what they call an opportunistic infection. So it's got to have something going on there or it's not going to take hold, right? If you're healthy, you can have some, some yeast passing through, maybe a little bit of excessive yeast under your arm and your body's going to fight it off and everything's going to be better. But for these guys, they're their immune system doesn't fight it off. And uh, the yeast or bacteria will proliferate. There, I can say that word. It's just the Good. other ones. <laughs> and voila, you have a skin infection. Icky. Thing to remember, though, it's not contagious. However, the resulting staph infection can be contagious. So treat it like it's contagious anyway. I kind of do, even though it's not technically contagious. But it does have a tendency to reoccur because it's really an immune system problem. Common causes. I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, you noticed? <laughs> I know what happens when I do these things. This is, but I get to do it every now and then because this is like, you know, it's vet stuff. So I get it. Um, common causes are allergies. Of course, that's one of the most common excessive skin oils or seborrhea olisoa. Did I get that right? No, she laughs at me. This is why I'm doing this, so you can laugh at my pronunciation. Well, like, you didn't practice your pronunciation. I did, but it didn't help well, me because I apparently practiced it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did practice, I swear. All right. Oh, yeah, we can always ask me. Yes, that's, well, that's what I'm doing. That's why you're here on the other end of the uh, computer to correct me and <laughs> let everyone think I'm going to pronounce these words, which I can't. Um, immune deficiency can cause chronic yeast infections. And immune deficiencies can also be caused by steroids, corticosteroids like prednisone. So if your dog's on pred, it's likely that it may come up with a uh, yeast infection. And did you know that some breeds are predisposed to yeast infections? Tell me, Susie, which breeds? <laughs> Thank you, Barbara, for asking. <laughs> Westies, Bassets, Cockers, Silky Terriers, Australian Terriers, Maltese, Chihuahua, Poodle, Sheltie, Lhasa, and Dachshund. And this needs to be diagnosed by a vet with a skin scrape or an impression, tape biopsy, skin biopsy, that kind of stuff. Now, let's come down to the treatment. Barbara, how do we deal with this stuff in our salon? Barbara, wake up. Hey, hey wake I'm up. Not a, I'm not asleep. I just consider that to be something of a curveball okay don't you have that information right there absolutely i do but i was trying to include you in the discussion yeah right well you didn't tell me you're gonna throw me a curveball i don't have yeast in my in my salon the way that the vets the really good the dermatologist this will tell you to use a degreasing shampoo first on the skin. So they recommend benzoyl peroxide. You know what I would do first? What? Feed a probiotic because the whole immune system and why it, it it's getting knocked out of whack is all tied in with the gut health. Great point. They start with either benzoyl peroxide or a selenium sulfide. Is that head and shoulders? Selenium? No, selenium sulfate is, uh, it's icky. It's icky. So uh, we used to have back in the 19, early 1970s, we had um, our medicated shampoo was 
a green colored shampoo called green saline, which we translated in the green slime. <laughs> because that's how we were. Yes. Anyway, I, I we hated it because it stunk really bad. Had a really bad smell. It's not a high on my uh, favorites list. Celine, um, Celine sulfate, whatever. I would go for show season hypo myself because it's a good degreaser. It doesn't have anything extra in it. Well, that but see, selenium it's a it, it's probably a um, antimicrobial. Okay, but it's not my choice ingredient. Let me say that you know, like it, we're getting into kind of the technicalities of uh, medicated shampoos. Yeah, keep in mind this is from like a dermatological site, but they do they do mention degreasing the oily skin first so choose wisely are we doing this just because the dog is allergic dog has yeast so the dog has yeast yeah okay dog has yeast so you're going to start it off by getting rid of the extra seborrhea oils and stuff yeah if it is oily yeah yeah degreasing antifungal yeah so the second part is the medicated shampoo and they suggested on this particular site, chlorhexidine, myconazole, and ketoconazole. And those are the two that I'm more familiar with using for the yeast problems. And it's like Maliseb shampoo. They used to use that a lot. They also have it in pads and stuff like that. And they stress, and we should all remember, needs to stay in contact with the skin for 10 minutes to be effective, uh, to do its purpose. And even more importantly... Or as importantly, it should be done every three to five days. Okay, that's the kind of, uh, not traditional, but that's kind of the prevalent way to look at treating. And chlorhexidine is effective and needs to be reapplied in that time. But the uh, can I talk now about my DDJ? Well, why not? Let's say, hey, let me sneak in another commercial. And then, okay. yes, then absolutely, it's perfect. Hey, Chris Bear Anthony here. You may know I've been swiveling for years now with my beloved Evolution Shears, but I wasn't actually born with a pair of swivel shears in my hands. Check out our website and Facebook page for our library of how-to videos or give me a shout for a personalized guide. Your hands will thank you. Don't forget, GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. What are you waiting for? Give them a try today. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. All right. Interesting that we're talking about yeast problems because I was asked by a groomer to weigh in on a novel kind of new ingredient that's uh, used by Duoxo in their several medicated shampoo products. And the, ingre- the name of the ingredient was Aphytria. One of the things I like about it, it's a true active ingredient. So let's clarify for a minute, what's the difference between an active ingredient and an additive? Good question. I I don't know. Yeah, I do. 
That's <laughs> why we have you here. <laughs> so an active ingredient is a, an ingredient that sort of, it's a therapeutic agent. It's going to cause an effect. It's active. Got it. Right? And an additive is kind of an also ran. So the active is the main engine, right? Main part of the engine. And an additive is kind of like uh, the mud flaps. <laughs> well, no, that that's not good. But the additives kind of add flair and personality and character and trust. Serve the appearance of the product. Let's liken it to cooking a steak. The steak is the active ingredient, and the additives are like the seasonings you put on it. Yeah. Hey, I got one. <laughs> so we'll find an analogy for you. <laughs> I get a bell. (laughs) Good girl. (laughs) So a phytrium is an active ingredient. And it's um, naturally extracted from the root of the Japanese mondo grass plant. Oh, I have mondo grass in my yard. Okay. Well, I'm not going to read the technical name because it's too hard for me to pronounce Uh (laughs) but it comes from the Japanese mondo grass plant and it helps to maintain the mechanical skin barrier and preserves the microbial flora cool it's definitely an ingredient for me and it has been scientifically tested so that's another score, right? Another score one for that ingredient. And it's been utilized by Duoxo only. They're the only manufacturers, the only place where you find it. And Duoxo has incorporated Ophitrium as one of its main additives in its uh, array selection of medicated shampoos and here's a a cool thing that they've done they not only have the shampoo but they have a mousse with the the ophitrium and pads that combine chlorhexidine and this ophitrium so you can use the shampoo and then just use the pads or the mousse at home without a bath. That's helpful. That's really helpful. And that's going to get pet parent protocol followed at home much better than expecting ordinary pet owners to bathe their dog every three days. This phytrium and chlorhexidine combination as used in the duoxo it's been tested and actually uh, found to be that it actually has an action on the mechanical microbiological and immunological skin barriers so it's been established by at least some peer-reviewed published science cool huh yeah, I wonder why only Duoxo is using it. It seems like it would be a really helpful... Well, I think because they kind of discovered it. Oh. They probably patented their formula formulas. So I would watch for this ingredient to show up more in skincare because it really combines the 
the use of antimicrobials with the use of, you know, with the use of flora, bio, God, here I am way deep in the rabbit hole, microbiome. (laughs) I'm swimming here. I'm swimming in my own conversation. So listen, it strengthens the good stuff as well as killing the bad stuff. Because what because what concerns me is when we do shampoo, Mike, when we do medicinal shampoos every three days, we're over shampooing in effort to be in effort to apply the the active ingredient. And I was wondering about that when you're using something like a benzoyl peroxide shampoo where it's stripping everything off. Oh, yeah, it is too much. I mean, it's challenging the skin and hair. And, you know, who knows what it's doing to the hair. Yeah. You know, just shampooing it. The Fortunately, most medicated shampoos are kind of a little on the mild side of the cleaning spectrum. But even a mild shampoo, doing it every three days without a conditioner... Is um, likely to cause some aging of the of the hair. Yeah, definitely, and maybe even drying out of the skin. So I, I I just think it's kind of productive. I really like this idea of having a single shampoo followed by using the uh, the the mousse or the skin pad. So what happened? Oh, listen to this. I got, I liked it so much. I liked this ingredient so much that I bought the pads. Oh. I, and I've been using them on my feet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I think, well, you know, I have, I'm sorry, folks. When you're 82 years old, <laughs> and you know what? I see, keep trying to, erase a year and call myself 81 but (laughs) let's face it it's 82 now and (laughs) so I have this weird condition that happens on my feet where my toes turn blue and my heel turns blue and the skin well it just kind of breaks it gets these funny little circular places where it looks bruised and the skin starts to break. And so I thought, you know what? I don't care. The chlorhexidine is great. I'll just use these as cleaning pads and just load on the ophidrum, ophidrium. (laughs) (laughs) You caught the disease I have. (laughs) The can't pronounce things disease. I know. Well, I mean, that's because I'm just swimming around in my conversation. I know. And I swallowed some water. What are you know? A phytrium. And it's helping. Really? Yes. I wonder if it would help my split up hands. I don't know. I don't know. But it's helping. I think it's a good product. And I would uh, recommend it to my vet. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well we have probably another topic in us what should we talk about um well let's talk about maintaining drop coats we love our sponsors like show season let me tell you about my favorite show season products 
True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, a Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season Animal Products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Let's see what's happening at the grooming table. Hey, Barbara, surprise topic. (laughs) We had a question from Colleen Gillespie, and she asked about a coton that was in full coat. And... It's totally an interesting topic because you can keep them in full coat when they're really nice and young, but as they age, damage occurs, and how do you manage that? We have to manage the damage, and um, that's not an easy thing to do because you have to be become aware of all the sources of damage that might happen to a full coat. and. That's going to take partnering with the pet owner. This is a area of pet grooming. Maintaining the drop coat is a distinct area, like hand stripping is an area, or specializing in behavior. It's a specialty, like scissoring is a good specialty. But you see, maintaining drop coats is over well it's underestimated by assuming that it's just a brush out thing it's not or you end up with what i have (laughs) i have a tangled up yorkie who was in full coat for all of its life and now it just looks like crap and i can't keep on top of it you know what there's a product i would suggest for that okay specifically that's a coat damage issue the thing about maintaining a full coat is to avoid the coat damage because it's just as much what you don't do as it is what you do do. Using a slicker brush, for example, maybe you don't use a slicker brush, but what if the owner is brushing every day with a slicker brush and not using a coat spray even? They're probably causing more damage than they're preventing by grooming the duck. Maybe they are grooming it every day and they're using some cheap shit slicker and assaulting the hair with nah, manhandling. You know, manhandling the hair. Because the thing about the drop coat is that it lasts for a long, 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 long time on the dog in the resting phase. You know, it's not like the undercoat that comes out and grows back and comes out and grows back and comes out and grows back and God damn it, where's all the hair growth? <laughs> you know, no, it's there for years. And everything that you do has an effect on the surface area of the hair. You just can't help it. It requires a real consciousness of the tools, the products, the techniques, and everybody has to kind of get on the same page so that 
you're not working in counteraction of each other on the poor dog. It's not easy to get owners to become that expert. (laughs) It's funny because the ones that are really dedicated to maintaining the coat often do the most damage when they're trying to maintain the coat. And you don't want to discourage them completely, but getting them the right tools to use and the spray for protection, those that kind of education will really make a difference in being able to keep that coat. I agree. And that's part of the specialty of maintaining the dropped coats, long dropped coats, is communicating all of this to the pet owner in a way that empowers them to be a A grooming partner, really. A grooming partner, because it just isn't going to happen. Oh, and I had one Havanese that was in full coat. We loved taking care of the coat, but the owner was back and forth between her condo in Florida and Tucson. And there was another whole groomer involved that we had no control over, no knowledge of what they were doing, zero input. <laughs> you know, like and well, that's a wild card. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately I think she moved to Florida or something happened or she got went elsewhere. I don't know. That's something you are completely out of control. Yeah, that was really difficult, even though I tried I tried working with the owner and I tried even giving her products, but it was too out of control. I have, however, had much better results with people who were uh, really willing to let you lead them a little bit into the right products and, and tools. This is where it's handy to have some spray on hand, perhaps. I sell the Best Shot Sentiments spray because it adds that fragrance value to kind of keeping the dog fresh and and sweet smelling. You've got a new brush, too. You've got that new seven-finger brush. How's that working out? I love the seven-finger brushes. I I would recommend that as a tool for maintaining a full coat for the owner for the owner yeah i've i've suggested it to owners i think it's less stressful for the dog than even the human hair brushes that i've been uh recommending the conier and those you know kind of vented pin brushes with nylon tips it's even better than that for like a Havanese or a Maltese, definitely better for the Maltese coat that's so fine. There's like a big difference between the drop coat of the Maltese and the drop coat of the bearded collie, which is another where we're trying to maintain coat. And ah, oh my God, those bearded collie coats, that's a lot of hair and uh, it gets beat up pretty easily. Yeah, of course, I am the one who grabs the slicker brush first, but I'm also the first person to adjust the haircut. (laughs) So I've got this dog that Sharon has given me, my friend, groomer friend, Sharon, that uh, she is not a good handler. She just doesn't pick up on the sensitivities of the dog. And she's been grooming this dog for 11 years. Now the dog has not enjoyed the grooming process anymore. So I've been working with her dog and she has educated this lady to brush this dog with a slicker brush at home 
for the last 11 years. And the dog is petrified of being brushed, just petrified of the brushing part. So the first thing I did was shrink up the haircut to the yellow comb, making a nice yellow comb. I can even push the grooming out a little bit farther because the dog isn't overly comfortable or we can keep it and do every other time. But since we're leaving the owner from the process of the grooming, <laughs> I am having breakthroughs right and left with this dog, accepting everything I'm doing as not being a personal assault on him, her, sorry, her, <laughs> Mimi, little Mimi. So it's very interesting. So I gave her uh, one of the wet brush, vented brushes to keep the ears and tail. But the rest of it, I said, don't even bother. Don't touch it. Leave it alone in between. I'll take care of it. The haircut will adjust uh, if we need to. And it has worked out really well that little dog is so much more comfortable with the grooming process. And I feel like I'm just making her day better every time I see her. And she's not reluctant to come up to me anymore. She's kind of a shy girl anyway. So it really does pay to take that extra step. I gave her the wet brush and the spray bottle. I just gave it to her. I said, here, this is going to pay off so much for me in the long run. Do you like the smell? Is it tolerable? Take this. Every time you brush, spray it with this. And every time you brush, use this. And it's just changed my world for that and changed that dog's world. You know, like what I'm doing is I'm looking for, um, I here it is. I'm looking for a product that I would recommend to the damage drop coat. Okay. Okay. Yes. And it's called, it's a human hair product. Pantene Hair Mask Miracle Rescue. Pantene Hair Mask Miracle Rescue. What type of a product is it? Spray or rub in or? It's a cream that comes in a tube. Okay. And you get, it's like small plastic vials. There's four of them in a package. Okay. So you get, you get, it's like got about an ounce in there. So it's like four so treatments worth. It's like four treatments and you use it after you do everything else. And I've used it on a Scotty that came in in full coat and it was just a damaged mess. And this dog, I mean, they just came here from, I don't know, up your way. Aha, the land of yeast. That's a callback. <laughs> There's a lot of interchange between Oregon and Washington and uh, Arizona and New Mexico. True. You know, they, you know, there's a lot of people that live in both of those places. Yep. So she has was just here and it was so broken. The coat was so damaged, you could see it with your naked eye. Oh, my. You know, you could just see that it was broken coat. And it was dry and it was tangled and meshed out. And I was able to detangle it and I used this stuff on it. Well, I didn't use the stuff the first time, but I asked them if they would consider uh, working with me and using this product. And they went ahead and got some for themselves and use it when they bathe at home. Are you seeing a difference? Oh, enormous okay. difference. An enormous difference. And you can charge $10 for that treatment that probably cost you. It's not too expensive. Would you call it a rejuvenating treatment, a hair rejuvenation treatment or something like that? You could call it either a deep conditioning treatment. You do need to leave it on for like 10 minutes. 
Mm, time to play Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I time to, time to do a solitaire game. Yep. You know, like it's good for me. I just pull up that stool next to the tub. And, <laughs> That's what I do. Of course, every stool is next to the tub in my place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nowhere to put it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you this part of my week before last. Yeah. I had, not only did I have a flooding problem Yikes. with the plumbing at my shop. So here's the deal. The water at my home is turned off because I've got a broken main. Now the water at the shop is flooding oh, no. <laughs> because I've got some kind of a leak and it looks like it's in the wall. Uh-oh. Okay, so you can imagine, I procrastinated on taking care of that leak for a number of weeks because, <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't deal with it. I understand. Okay, I just did my thing. And then it got bad, and then it got worse, and then it got even worse, and then the hose at the tub springed a leak at the faucet, and sprayed all over the wall and Yvonne and everybody. Surprise! And then the water was creeping up through the fatigue matting on the floor of the back room. And Yvonne <laughs> had a breakdown. <laughs> no shit! <laughs> and she, she had a meltdown. And, uh, you know, and I had to run over there early in the morning and um, and try to find a plumber oh boy i had to work the phone in the in google and all that i found a plumber who could come that day and do something and we got it all you know like uh, 250 that wasn't so bad but actually the funny thing is yvonne found the leak that they took that they took down the drywall and they were looking around and the plumber didn't see where it was leaking, but Yvonne stuck her head in and she found the leak. Did you take it out of his bill? <laughs> no, I didn't. I I, I didn't. And, I, and actually, I would use him again because he was easy to work with. And he didn't take it too hard when, when she solved the problem. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there to see that happen. This is her version. Ah, uh, yes. That's part of the reason. So we got that all patched up and even a new hose on the um, sprayer in the tub. Ooh, ah. And that was in the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, my handy big boy rolling hydraulic table took a dive. Oh, no. It lost its lift, lost its urge. To rise above. That is bad. <laughs> and fuck you, I'm down and I am out. We fixed the plumbing and we got the hydraulic problem. Ugh. This is what I've been dealing with. Do so. you still have the hydraulic problem? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I found somebody who said, I'm on the road right now, but if you call me Monday, I'm mobile. He's a specialist in hydraulics. It took over a little bit of work for me to not just cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, God. And you know what? I called Hanvey. They prepared me for the possibility that it could be unrepairable. Oh, no. It's a 25-year-old table. 
Well, it should still have some life in it. (laughs) (laughs) You and I. Right. So anyway. Gosh. Well, Well, if you get to shop for a table, that'll be a fun segment for us. (laughs) I'm not going to be. No, I might be shopping to rebuild this table. You know, like, I mean, I got to at least use my handy tabletop with the overhead oh, yeah. lip system. I'm not going to give that up, you know, and I'm not going to buy another $1,200 table from Hanvey for $600 freight to Arizona. Right. Well, that's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Geez, I forget the freight. <sighs> yeah, the freight. Bummer. The freaking freight. Yeah. And the and freight is just getting worse and worse. Yep. You know, shipping cost problems are one of the reasons why our prices are all going up. Yep, it's true. We don't hear too much about that little angle, but it's true. So where are we with the uh, drop coat maintenance? We know it's got to be teamwork. We know we got to, we know we got to learn and watch out for ways we might be damaging the coat and we need to ask about what's happening at home and give the whoever's grooming at home some guidance of using tools and products and technique too you know it's not fair that we just assume that the owner of a full coated Havanese or Laza Ops or whatever Maltese is going to know how to brush out a dog. Do you know what I'm saying? We think it's just a brush out, but brushing out is a whole skill in itself, you know, and we have to tell those people start at the foot and work up the leg don't start at the thigh and work down because you will just cover up problems that are inside deep inside the coat that will then become matting and that's a lot of what happens at home at home grooming so you you, you got to work with the people to make sure they know how you know what i found out about the scotty what how they grew well the husband has the grooming oh chore, right <laughs> he's got the job this is like a uh this is an older yeah it's an older scotty which is one of the reasons why the coat was so badly fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, says, oh, maybe I need to get a grooming table. And I said, oh, maybe so. What are you doing? He says, I do her on the floor and she lays on her back. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's part of the problem right there. (laughs) (laughs) People, people. People, I've got to love them. Yep. So, you know, I gave them a little demo. Perfect. You know, like it takes five minutes to put their dog on your table, spritz a leg and comb from the foot and work your way up. And you demonstrate it there for them. And boom, you know. Not to mention, it makes for really good relationship with your client most of oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this, this is, and this is more the way hairdressers work. You know, a good hairdresser teaches their client how to do their hair at home. 
My and hairdresser teaches me how not to spin on her seats. That's what she teaches me. I love to spin on those stools. No, you're absolutely right, though. She sends products home with me. She tells me what yeah. I'm supposed to do. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and uh, so this is what the Scotty woman, the wife, says to me after the first time. She says, oh, my God, I came to Tucson and met my doggy hairstylist, you know. <laughs> and I like that. Yep. Because she, she got that I'm kind of using that model to work with my folks in their coats uh, as well as work with folks in their skin problems. I love it. It's a great model. It's just the way to go. And we have made it to the end of the show for this week. Oh, it's been fantastic spending time with you. Boy, do we talk a lot, though. So you got a bonus feature, the maintaining the drop coat that you weren't even expecting because I didn't mention it in the beginning. So surprise! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so remember to join us next week for another great subject or three on the Groom Pod. Thanks for being here, guys. Happy grooming. See you next week. Please take care of yourselves. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy.